Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you're doing well today. Welcome to Dudes and Beers Podcast, episode 13. I am Joe, and joining me are my co-hosts, Matt. Hey, guys. And Darren. Hello, everybody. The live video broadcast is being streamed to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch pages. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. The audio version of our podcast can be found on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or any other major podcast platform, by searching with Dudes with Beards Podcast. Please visit DWBShow.com for all of those social media links, so you don't have to remember any of that stuff. Yes. Why are you looking at me? Uh, because I asked you like a month ago to put uh, our merch store on there, and you still haven't done oh, it. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, that's, that's good. I need to add that to DWBShow.com, so we, we might... Uh, we might be changing merch stores, so we'll, okay. we'll talk about there that. We but we need to update our merch and put some of our uh, – we need to put our uh, website and stuff on there too. So anyway, so as far as exciting news goes, I didn't have anything um, since the last podcast. I don't know if you guys do. Nothing super – Exciting news? Nothing like super exciting and super important that I could think of. I went to the zoo and got to see kangaroos a couple weeks Oh, you ago. did? I, I remember seeing your Snapchats. That was awesome. I, uh, that was I enjoyed that. <laughs> but in lieu of that um let's talk about what we're drinking tonight i am uh trying to finish my water real quick so Darren, uh i uh actually i've already drank like one pbr but that's just my normal but i'm drinking a melvin the dry hoppers guide to the galaxy ipa and it is nine percent abv that was a double right yes i, I just seen that so yes. I, i've never seen that one before i think it's brand new uh, how, what's it taste like? Yay, nay? Uh, it's a yay. It's it's a boozy. Not really. It's just got a nice hop to it. Uh, pretty florally in the aftertaste, so I can like still taste it on my tongue. And I took a sip like, I don't know, a minute ago. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. a lot of flavor there. Yeah, because I'm drinking the same thing. Right you now. have the same thing, Matt. Yep. And I am. So I had a Phantom Forest, which was the Mad Tree that we talked about last uh last week. And then my second one here is the uh, New Holland Hazy River New England style IPA. Mm. So it's a, a 5.9. Um, I have not had this, had this one before to my knowledge. Um, it looks like it may be a new one as well, or it's new around our area. So I'm going to be trying that one out. And then um, before we started, we had uh, some pizza. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's one of Matt's favorites. Yes. I could be wrong. One of Matt's favorites. Is it your favorite? Or I, I didn't know if... Maybe there was some other like Chicago style or something. New York style pizza. That style is my favorite for sure. Yeah. In this area, but like driving and say half an hour, I don't know. I don't travel yeah. for pizza much. That is definitely my favorite. My favorite pizza of all time, though, is from um, a place in Florida near Disney. It was out of this world good. We were there for a week two years ago, and it was so good. We ate there twice. That's saying that's, something. Yeah, that's yeah. so what kind of what kind of pizza was it, man? Hello, I know you like it, so thin crust. No, our no our pizza that we had tonight. Oh, what did we have tonight? We had the grape and gorgonzola with bacon and balsamic reduction. Yes, it was yep. very tasty. From from uh, Heisen Pints, which I don't. How wide are they? Are they just around here? I don't know if they're are they Ohio or tri-state area. Know. And the only reason I even know about that is because. Matt turned me on to it. I think the first time we ever went there, mm -hmm. we did that. We had to go. I think I don't know. I think it was all six of us, maybe. And you, you guys got to try this pizza. And I'm like, grape gor gorgonzola, grape on a pizza. <laughs> but you're like, no, you got to add the bacon 
and then do the balsamic reduction drizzle. So oh. like that's the only way you can eat this pizza now. So that's so I got that. We haven't had yeah. that. Oh, uh, I haven't had that in forever. <clears throat> so there are six in Ohio, three in West Virginia, two in Alabama, two in Indiana. Uh, I did say hi to Izzy, honey. Hello, Izzy. <laughs> Everybody say hi to Izzy. Hi, hi Izzy. Izzy. Uh, there is one in Kentucky and one in Virginia. So wow, that's pretty spread out. Where's the one in Kentucky? Louisville. Uh, it does. Let me click on it. Louisville oh, it's in Lexington. I was gonna say Louisville okay. or Lexington, yeah. probably. Hmm. Cool. So, nice. Um, outside of that, she says thank you, Lucid. <laughs> oh, and see, even Kara says hi, Izzy. Um, outside of that, so what have you guys been up to the last two weeks? Matt? Been following along for a few episodes now. Had the basement flood, so been working on that a little bit. Pretty much, I feel like I have all the painting done. Uh, borrowed Joe's ginormous little giant ladders. Like, I think it was like seven feet tall collapsed. And I, and I just couldn't reach a certain point in the steps going to the basement and just... I needed just a little bit more, so it's huge. It is so huge. But, but why is it called a little giant? Is there a big giant version of it? Yeah. Is it called the big giant? No, 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 no. No, there isn't. There isn't. A, I know. That's why I I'm don't just know saying. why. Why I don't know why it's called that. Probably Never. because of the whole telescoping leg thing. It's little, but then it can be giant when you extend it out. It's a it's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> is this the podcast or the after hour I, I, hey, that, there's nothing hey, wrong with there's that, no, that I mean no, they don't you know, know. <laughs> they don't know kind of like my snapchat that nobody commented on earlier I didn't see it I was getting stuff ready about McDonald's oh yeah yeah I did see that one <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it <laughs> was it good did you get I didn't one, get one no. what? Uh, I'm on a diet okay I, I had a I had a chocolate marshmallow Witzer from Witz in Trenton uh, that Elizabeth brought me. I've never I didn't been, even I've get, never been there. I didn't even get a shot today, and I got a, a ice cream or custard. Did, did the RLF get a shot today? Yeah, got that a flu was. shot. I need to get one of those. I get mine Monday. I need to go this weekend and get it before it gets too crazy. Um, what about you? What are you, other other than going to the zoo? Nothing. I've just been sitting on my butt. You're so full of. That's it, what man. I did today, though. I, I laid I laid almost two hundred square foot of tile yeah, and then I sat were, on my butt. After you, laid, that. you you were on your butt laying tile? No, I I laid the tile and then I went up and watched uh, a new show on Netflix called Cursed. Cursed. Yes. That, Pretty good. Did you check bathroom? out away yet? Huh? Did you check out away yet? No, because I couldn't remember what you said. Oh, okay. So So how much tile do you have left now? Just around the toilet? Uh around the toilet and then the whole shower. I want to do the shower floor tomorrow. Not the same tile though, are it? No, no, use... it's a, it's like little stones. Are you tile on the walls too? This, yes. This, like just subway or? Uh, no, it's a. Is that gray? The gray stuff. It's that gray stuff I showed you. Yeah. What are those? Eighteen by six or twelve? <sighs> I think they're twelve by eighteen. That's pretty big. Mm. Yeah. I love the larger tiles. I just when I did the uh, mud room at the old house, it just went so fast. Now I use those suction cups, which if you need those, I got. Uh, them. I probably will because especially putting them on the wall. Well, because dummy me said, I don't want a, a seat in my shower. And I was like, well, I do want a seat, but I don't want well, it you to asked be normal. Us. I don't want it to be a normal seat. 
So I built a floating seat, and as I was painting on my uh, my uh, the water my rubber membrane on, and I was laying on my back painting underneath there, I was like, "This is going to really suck the tile." So are you going to tile underneath? Yeah. It? You know, I, said, yeah. I guess you probably have to. Huh? Well, I don't have to because I mean you'll never see it and it'll never get water on it and that membrane's on there, but I'll Still, know it's there yeah. and it'll bother me. So yeah, yeah. you know, like me, like I don't care if I can't see it. I know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> so I are you like that, Matt? I was going to say that's my dilemma right now because we're wanting to paint Madison's bathroom. And I'm like, do I pull the toilet to paint the bathroom or do I just? Oh, behind paint around the tank just enough to. I'd say if you get a good enough, I don't know how what, what kind of clearance if you have if, if any. But I usually will just take the lid off and then I'll paint in as far as I can go because yeah, I would not pull the toilet off. Okay, so, I, I was like, or I mean, I mean, how old is that toilet? Eight years. I mean, unless you're gonna replace so, it. So, so it probably wouldn't. it probably has the rubber piece in there, so you could just drain the bowl and oh yeah, you could take, just take the bowl the back off. Tank off. It it just has a rubber piece in there. I mean. And then just don't drop it. But like you said, you're not going to ever see it unless yeah. you take the toilet off. So I, I, I did. That, that would be one thing I would I would, probably let I go. would paint it if I had to replace the toilet at that yes. time. But yes, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. But I did when I was painting the bathroom. I painted where the vanity is going to go. So it's like, uh, yeah. I, I finished, like, perfectly finished my drywall behind the vanity. <laughs> Even though I knew I didn't need to, I still did it. Love it when it happens like that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, sometimes it's easier just to remove something to paint behind it than tape it or try to cut it in. Yeah, I I spent forever uh, taping the ceiling up so I could use my sprayer. But Yeah, when I even, sprayed the kitchen that one time, I spent probably four or five hours just taping everything off that I didn't want sprayed. I probably could. It would it didn't really save me any time. Now it looked better because it was more of an even finish. Yeah, well, I think. But I put two coats on, and I might have had forty minutes in actual painting, and <laughs> and, and, and probably long. maybe forty minutes in taping. Yeah. So I probably still did save myself time. Right. But. Uh, and it probably looks better on the finish anyway. Yeah. So. I mean, but, it looks really good. Because I mean, I mean, this guy is the one who tapes off his caulk edges. Well, I'll, I'll do a, I'll do a YouTube video about it too. <laughs> hey, it looks good. It's all matter. It does look good. Just tape. It's just tape. It's just money. Just gonna tape it out, throw it away. It's just money. Anything it does else? Look good though. I think it, you're pretty much. I mean, all the basement. Last two weeks, you just been busting out stuff mm -hmm. in the basement. Drywall, paint, Trying to. tile. Yeah, I was cutting up my pool before I came over here too. Did you drain it? Yeah. No, I didn't. No video. I just drained. I didn't want all that on. Yeah. My luck, it would have, it would have tore up my pole barn or something. You know. Yeah. I mean, fifteen thousand gallons is, is how long a lot did it take? Uh, you just two, a day and a half. Let it drain out of the. Yeah. The there's hole? there's a little hole in the bottom, and then there's probably this much water sitting in there. So I cut a bunch of slits in the bottom of it today. So. What are you gonna you gonna you gonna you get somewhere you can take that? What are you gonna do with that? Uh. I'll somebody just, junk it maybe, i'll just the, cut it up and and uh, throw it in rumpy i mean it's not that heavy if i just fold it up i didn't know if they would take it or do you gotta you have to take it i'll leave take I'll, it. I'll take the metal to work and we'll recycle it and gotcha yeah. yeah i mean uh i've um i built 
uh, a new streaming PC, which, uh, so I had, uh, you know, of course I got my gaming PC or whatnot. So I wanted to do a dual PC setup just to get a little bit better performance on the gaming PC. So I could take all the streaming stuff. Like, I mean, it's doing the encoding, the streaming. It's also capturing video from my camera, two cameras, plus overlays and transitions and all that stuff. So build a separate PC to move all that to that. So I've been setting all that up and trying to get it all tweaked and, and working correctly. So I think it's pretty good, but I'm, I may either tomorrow or Sunday do my do my first stream with that and, and, and try it out. So may still have to tweak a few things, but other than that, I just, it's been last two weeks. It's just been crazy at work. Like we had our, uh, our annual conference last week, which was all virtual, of course, um, over a hundred thousand people, um, people, uh, customers, partners, and employees attended. And then this week was, you know, more kind of follow up from that. So it's just been long days the last two weeks. So, um, been looking forward to doing the show tonight and just kind of kicking back. Quick question on that. So because you're a cloud company, mm -hmm. did they do everything? I mean, did they have to like expand out to, to be able to support all that? I'm sure they had to scale some stuff out. Um, and then they also, for a lot of the, the sessions um, that you could attend were pre-recorded. That way oh, okay. there was really no limit. I mean, it was kind of a, but not everything was. Some things were live, like our, our keynotes at the beginning of each day. And then also there was a couple throughout the day were did, live. Did they still do the band? Uh, yeah, but so John Legend performed um, the, the one night, and uh, but they did not, they didn't record it. I don't know if it was a contractual thing, uh, but I haven't been able to, and I missed it because I had something else going on. And so I haven't been able to go back and it was only a half an hour performance, um, which was crazy because this was last Tuesday. And then Thursday they found out that his wife had the miscarriage. So you imagine, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that's crazy. But, um, love you, Kara. Thank you. Um, yeah. So hopefully I can catch that somewhere, but it may, it, I may not be able to, they may not have allowed them to keep it as a yeah. recording just because of the contract or whatnot. But yeah. So hopefully, um, you know, getting into the end of the year, usually a lot of, a lot of vacations, holidays, things like that. So hopefully it'll slow down a little bit, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Apologies for any dog noises. We do not have a dog sitter tonight. So you see this one right here, he's got to be uh, right up our butts the whole time. So you're at his collar back there. He's, he's trying to lay down under the podcast table and I won't let him. So he's uh, moping beside us. So that's Yoshi. <laughs> all right anything else before we jump into the articles fellas so i have I have one thing so yeah. if you watched last week oh yeah i, I had it was, a, it had was a two, moment it was two, two weeks two, ago two, last know. time if you watched last time last episode yeah we were talking about uh nicola and the owner the thing um you know having to pretty much bow out and how none of it's real and it's all been you know fraud supposedly and i was like oh that reminds me of this lady like in the tech world who shamed a bunch of people out of money. So I finally found her. It's Elizabeth Holmes and she founded Theranos. So what they were known or what she was, was that trying. Thanos? Yep. Thanos. <laughs> it does sound like that. What she know. was trying to, to pitch or what she did because her company was evaluated at $9 billion Jesus. was 
you could walk into Walgreens and get a quick little like blood prick, like a diabetic person being tested and her invention would detect cancer and detect diabetes early and all this stuff. And none of it was true. It was all like theories and just her being an awesome salesperson. Wow. And she got in trouble for it, right? Oh yeah. So that, yeah, I remember because we were, we were talking about the Nicola GM thing and, you know, even, I think we've even seen some stuff since then. It's just like, it's like, is this this vapor technology? And I don't think GM cares. Honestly, I think if, if, if they go down in flames, GM, GM will just get, they'll just buy them and it'll be cheaper. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, it's like. But at this point, what exactly are they buying if there's no the hydrogen, actual, the fuel cell technology, the, yeah, their, their fuel cell and technology. maybe all the reservations and other capital that they've um, acquired? I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, time will tell. But yeah, this guy, it, it's not looking good. I don't know what will save him at this point. And on, and it doesn't seem like uh, GM cares. I think they just really want the fuel cell technology, and they've already got their battery tech being developed. So. <laughs> Either way they want to go, they'll have the energy platform, I guess. But. Yeah, true. When I think of hydrogen, I think of uh, what's that? Uh, what was it Young Einstein or whatever, where he was playing the guitar? No, uh, yeah, Who, I haven't seen that. What forever. was that guy's name? And Young Einstein? Was it Young Einstein? I don't remember, but I, he I was, was the, just thinking of that. He was the Australian and guy. And that guy, uh, I can't remember was, his name. What, was what? trying to put bubbles in beer and, and then created an atom bomb, and he had to play the who guitar. Was, who was that guy? <laughs> it, was he ever ever any, even in another movie? I don't know. Yeah, it, it just it just when you're talking about hydrogen, it just popped into my head. It was just random. Sorry. No, that's now I have to look it up. It's one of those things that pops into because your head. he's he has one of those weird names too. Folks, this is what happens when you get our age. Like random <laughs> things pop into your head. And you just can't remember where it was oh. from. These obscure movie and show references, and then yeah, don't grow up. I'd watch the documentary. Yahoo serious. How could you? Yahoo how could you serious. forget his name? Yeah, was he ever? I, whatever happened Yahoo? to him? I don't know if Yahoo. was that his real. I think that was his real name. Yeah, that's his real name. He was Australian. So he was born in uh, July twenty seventh, nineteen fifty three. So. Let's see. Young Einstein was in 1988. So, did he ever have any other movies? There was, there was a. So he was a producer in Mr. Accident. Yeah, and any, yeah, that's a good. Reckless Kelly. You see, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, Reckless Kelly, Mr. Accident, and Young Einstein is his whole filmography. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to wiki him. Figure out whatever happened to that dude. Uh, His name was George. Peed. Yeah, I, I remember that movie. And you said I like I haven't thought of that movie because probably since when I watched it. He said he said he had to play like like four by four to to dissipate the energy, and then like I his, his hair was all electrified yeah, yeah. at the end. Now I got to go back and try to find that <laughs> <laughs> Young Einstein. I remember it because it was real eclectic. Yeah, I remember. All right, ready for the articles? Yeah. Let's go. We've we've had enough uh, craziness already. The first one we had up was uh, from Volvo. So they announced um, a few weeks ago, right, Darren? Yep. I saw they, well, uh, I saw it a few weeks ago, but I guess it's been a little bit longer than that. So this was from their uh, their website. Yep. So they are developing 
electric, fully electric construction equipment. And it says North America, but I, I don't know if it's just going to be North America or if it's going to be. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, what, everywhere else. what made no sense to me is we've had electric forklifts forever. So, I mean, why, why did it take so long to make something like this? But yeah, once you start getting into it and I, you know, I, I've looked more and more into this and we'll go in depth here in a second, but uh, a, a real construction company that's running equipment eight plus hours a day, 12 plus hours a day, that's not going to work for them. You don't think so? Because it didn't it say that they it said, would expect an eight, like, well, I guess eight hours. Eight, but Eight hours was four hours of continuous use. Yeah. That, what are they thinking? Well, I mean, like. When, light light when, duty? Like when we use equipment, I mean, there are some, some jobs that we do that, I mean, like last week I was on a piece of equipment from the time we got there till the time we ended, you know, and the only time it stopped is half an hour during lunch. But there's times that, like, we go out and dig a grave. I mean, that's two hours. You don't need something. You, you don't need something small, right? Or, you, yeah. So I guess it depends on the application. And, and everything, everything that they're they're developing is is on a smaller scale in the mini X style or the mini loader style, and it would be perfect for like somebody that had like a, a landscape business that only needed a piece of equipment every now and then, mm-hmm. and they didn't want the you know, they wanted to clean. I mean, but everything, everything I've seen is the video was pretty cool. Yeah. The video is really did cool. Did you get a chance to watch the video, man? Mm-hmm. And it's, and they look really powerful too. I mean, the messaging, it's, it's like, um, you know, pre-book your electric machine, add silence. Like they're talking about how, because these things are like, you can't even hardly hear them. I mean, yeah. and, I, and I get it. So it's like silence, clean, comfort, um, talking about the, the vibrations and things just from the diesel, I guess from the diesel engines, mm-hmm. but you're still going to, I mean, if you're using a certain kind of heavy machinery, you're still, you still may have vibrations oh, depending yeah. on what they're doing. But I mean, I get it. I mean, it, I, I, I like the messaging and I'm all for anything that they're trying to electrify. Um, but, and it, it seems pretty cool. But what I did like is, is they said it had a, uh, had an 80% charge with, with a couple hours. Was it a couple but, hours? But then if you actually read, that's on 480 volt three phase. So most people don't have 480 volt three phase, but it did break it down on a regular 240 with like a hundred amp breaker to it. It can pull anywhere from four hours to for a a 80% charge. So like I said, these landscaping companies are these people that sell mulch and gravel and, and these little, little places that, you know, we have a bunch of them around here they're going to be able to to benefit from this because, you know, if they're little, they only have one or two pieces of equipment there. So a little loader like that one, that, that little L25 would do everything they need to do. And, you know, you just have to use it when people are there and you could throw it right back on charge. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it makes, it says government. I was going to say being a small company though, you're going to buy a diesel powered little guy or you're going to, how do you weigh the you know yeah. investment it, it, into an electric when it's probably com- going to be rather expensive compared well, to diesel? It'll probably be, yeah, I think. probably be, I mean, equipment's expensive. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you get if you get a nice, I mean, we just got a, a new uh, skid loader, and you know it's nothing like those, but 
But I do like, I mean, so I, and I didn't even think about this. I must've missed this when I was reading it the other day. It says like sensitive urban areas, I guess, where you don't want a lot of noise right. or tight indoor spaces. So yeah, you don't want a diesel engine running indoors. So I guess like you could bring this like into somebody's basement. Like if you had a walkout basement yeah. or you could, this is something you could use inside because so, you don't have the fumes. Right. So I guess that has different applications than what, you know, you would normally think of. Right. Um, I don't know. But I'm just curious. Um, I'm curious of the price point. Yeah. I mean, because we we, we did get a new uh, excavator, a, a Mini X, uh, and it's a Bobcat brand. And I'm wanting to say it was right around like ninety five thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, because they got the um, the compact and I could excavator, the compact wheel loader. Yes, and then there's just these two. Start yeah, that's loading. just that's all they have right now. And I've I've watched a few more videos on them. More stuff is starting to be coming out uh, since I posted this. And of course, you know the old Facebook thing. When you search for one thing, mm-hmm. then you get ad after ad after ad. So, but yeah, it says uh. Eight hour charge on a on a single use, but if you actually delve deeper into the other things, it it yeah, says up to an eight hour working day working on day a on a single charge, not but, continuous. Yeah, and then that charge up to eighty percent. I was like, man, that's awesome! In one to two hours, you could throw it on at lunch, get forty five minute break, yeah. whatever. You could throw a little bit more charge on it, and then I saw that it said. That was based off of the three phase, which most people don't have 480 volts at their house. And not on a construction site normally either. Uh, most most commercial applications do have three phase yeah. for. But something they, I mean, if I guess if the electric is hooked up at that point, if they're doing, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it depends. But I mean, it's a step in the right direction regardless. And I think there's going to be those applications where it makes sense. And I mean, most of those big construction generators are three, you just switch a thing and they, they can be three phase. Oh, so, really? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're on a big construction site, you or, probably have bigger equipment. I mean, or Tesla's just going to d- design a mobile power wall, mini giga, giga, whatever <laughs> giga plant with a bunch of solar panels that they can just ship out, drop well, it on a construction site. And then you can do rapid charging. That's basically what they did. in. um, where was that hurricane that devastated? Oh yeah, um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah, they just brought in big power walls and solar yep. pan- solar panels and yeah, I remember that. Whose battery tech are they using? Are yeah. they making their own? I didn't, I, didn't see, I didn't see. I did not see anything because if they that that delved into yeah, right there's that with the optional fast charging device, a 400 to 480 volt three phase. <laughs> it takes less than two hours to charge it. Yeah, so I I went through all the 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 frequently asked questions just to see what was in here because I was interested in what people will come up with. And yeah, that was one of the things that I seen. Um, Cause somebody else asked um, when you say electric, does that also mean the hydraulics? Yes. And they said that the electric machines have fully electric power source and hydraulic cylinders and pumps. So, and, and both. And electric, electric uh, solenoids and, and stuff. I mean, they're already like, most solenoids in trucks and our plow trucks and whatnot, they're all electronic solenoid that opens up and lets it flow. But we do have PTO 
pumps that's powered off the diesel. So these are all electric, which forklifts, like I said, forklifts and other stuff like that have had those forever and they're powerful. I mean, think of the torque curve that you have on a electric versus a gas powered or diesel powered. I mean, even, you know, I used to play around with remote control helicopters and I, I loved flying a gas because it was actually easier because it, it wasn't instant. That's torquey. And it didn't have that instant torque. So, you know, after a few blades later, you know, you're like, I'll just go back to my <laughs> gas one. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that's what it says. It says uh, about the charge, you know, depending on the job type, application, and intensity of the work cycle, and a typical start-stop work pattern. But, you know, you can operate up to eight hours on a single charge. But like you said, you know, sometimes you're not stopping. You know, you're just constantly going. So I guess – um yeah, I guess it depends on the application. And then the and then the charging says so the optional fast charging, which is the 480, 400 to 480 volt three phase. So so uh, and it says the 220 to 240 doesn't say how long that one takes. No, it doesn't at all. And it huh. says other charging options available. What else would there be? One ten. I mean, that would take, take a week. 20, 24 <laughs> hours to charge to charge 20 percent or something. I mean, because, I mean, <clears throat> those, most of those mini X's only have like a little tiny uh, dilutes or four cylinder engine in them. I mean, they're yeah. not, they're not big diesel motors unless you get up into the bigger excavators or bigger machinery. And, you know, you'd be surprised what that little four cylinder can do because the yeah. torque curve that, that diesels have. Mm. But, where where are they putting this battery? Are they using it as yeah, counterweight? I yeah. I mean, where the engine I mean, would normally be. Well, your engine your engine compartment on a Mini X is only you know this big right here. I mean, it's not it's not very big. So I'm curious. I'm curious what the I'd 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 like to to play with one or touch one or look at it. But I just want to touch. I, it. I do want to touch it. <laughs> I just want to touch it. I do. It says uh, um, one of the major advantages is the the maintenance. So they're as far as the like because there's no engine, there's no internal combustion engine, and then you know you got your normal electrical components, batteries, motors, which it says are maintenance free. I mean, you might have some hydraulic maintenance, I guess, but yeah, I but, guess you are getting rid of a lot of the maintenance costs from the, the engine, normal well, engine. Well, thing about this, we just got a brand new uh, skid loader, and it probably has maybe thirty hours on it, and the air filter on it where we've been working because we're in a drought right now, it's super dusty. So every day you have to pull, you're not supposed, you're just supposed to change them, but we just yeah. blow, tap it out and blow Especially, it out. Yeah, you're not going to change it every day, right? Oh God, no. I mean, you're talking a $50 air filter. So that's one thing you wouldn't have to worry <laughs> yeah, about. You, would, you wouldn't have to worry about. I mean, and your service, your servicing on the, the, you, you still got to grease them. I mean, they're going to have, have still greasable points, but, you know, you're talking about oil change every 500 hours, which, you know, yeah. it, it's not that bad. But between air filters, oil, I mean, they hold, they hold, most of them hold like two and a half gallons of, of oil. Really? Yeah. I mean, diesel motors hold a lot of oil. So. And it says, you know, can you use it while it's charging? No. <laughs> no, not, not with this one. Um, I could see someone just running over the 480 volt power line, charging it. 
that yeah, wouldn't feel that good. Makes a nice spark. Yeah. And it says, you know, what's the difference in performance between the electric and the diesel equivalent models? Um, and it says based on constructional or conventional construction equipment. Um, it says that they'll deliver similar performances, what they're saying. They're not saying that they'll be any better or worse, but similar. So yeah, I, I like this one. Can someone easily steal the batteries of the full electric construction <laughs> yeah, vehicles? If they got a forklift or something <laughs> to lift them. Yeah, the batteries cannot be easily stolen as they sit deep within the structure of the machine and it would take several hours to remove them. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm maybe just... it's like in a sled within where the tracks are at and stuff. Maybe it's in the very bottom of that whole carriage contraption. Maybe. I mean, it's possible. I mean, you still got a, a whole bunch of spur gears and stuff that have to run the tracks. But I mean, I could see, I could see where they they could run run basically a cube in the back of of the excavator. I mean, did it ever show? I don't remember if it showed like the back part of it. Um, there was a 360 thing that you could uh, go around, but, but they, they never had anything opened up that I've seen. No, I didn't see like inside of anything. Hmm. Well, it's cool. I mean, anything that they're trying, any any industry that uses normal internal combustion that's trying to electrify, I mean, it's that's the future. I mean, it's in 20 years, if you're still only making ice, you're probably not going to have that much of well, a market. Like, I mean, I'd say there's still going to be a market. <clears throat> You know, certain applications, it just, unless the battery tech just gets really, really right. good, which hopefully it does in 20 I mean, years. But I mean, think of, think of these, these mega haulers that are, I mean, those are diesel, right? Yeah. They, they're, de they're, most of them are like quad motor, like the big shovels that, yeah, that it's are like, in, how can in, you, how can you battery you, power? You can't so. battery power you, that. You put it, unless you build like a solar array above. <laughs> and still, <laughs> would you even have enough? I mean, those things work 20 They're going to need those nano diamond batteries. Yeah. Like but, a large scale version. <laughs> <laughs> Could they do like the f the fusion power like that kid the fusion, i shared yeah the yeah. fusion reactor that's crazy yeah. and you know he wasn't the only one like there's been other kids there's a, that yeah have, a group of them have achieved a f mini fusion power generation i'm like that's crazy like what are these kids these kids these kids are sitting around like oh i'm gonna make a little fusion reactor like, yeah but you gotta think about when when we grew up the chemistry sets that we got had yeah. some pretty potent stuff in there. That's true. But I there mean, there was a lot of, you can't even buy those stuff. Anymore. I don't think, you, I mean, I mean, I remember mine had mercury in it. I mean, playing with freaking mercury yeah. rolling around in my when hand. The, yeah. No. When's the last time you, like, I'm sure if you go out to Amazon and look up a chemistry set, you're probably not going to get that same no, stuff. You're not going to get the stuff that you could actually blow your hand off it's with. It's way watered down now. <laughs> but speaking of, you know, the battery tech and stuff, um, I actually was getting ready to post in our Slack, and then I saw you already had that article about uh, Amazon in there. Which one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where they... they oh, I didn't put it on the... I know, I but, but it just, you know, battery power and yeah. everybody changing over, and, you know, they're wanting... I mean, they got... Think of how many people they got on the roads right now, and... Yeah, that, that was a cool video. Um, they, uh, I guess that was the first one that they had built. So Rivian has a contract from Amazon to build what hundred thousand mm -hmm. electric delivery yeah. vans. It's supposed and to be ten thousand by the end of twenty twenty one. By twenty twenty one, and then a hundred thousand total. So they had, uh, they actually had a. It looked like a completely production yeah. model, which you know we're not that far from twenty twenty one. So yeah. I would assume that they would. Uh, that that's probably really really close. 
but they were showing it to some Amazon employees and kind of getting their uh, reaction. And uh, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Like, and like the whole glass in the front, they, they, everybody was like, I can just see everything because yeah. of that. And then all the tech and, and all the tech in there. Did they, did you guys ever see like what the range was going to be on those? No, I did mm-hmm. not. Yeah. I didn't, that's something I didn't see either. All right. Move on. Move on to Amazon. Yeah. So next up. Yes. Uh, nice segue into that, huh? Yes. Um, from Business Insider. Um, there's a report that revealed the Amazon, that Amazon warehouse injuries are rising uh, due to the robots being used in the, like the automation robots and stuff like that. So I didn't read like every, this entire thing. I kind of skimmed through it as I was making the show notes. It's like, is it just people not getting out of the way or are these robots just don't have the right sensors or the way I read it was because they've implemented the robots They've now went from a hundred piece count pick per hour to like a four hundred pick piece count per hour. I don't I don't know what exactly this robot is doing that justifies them mm-hmm. upping that piece count so much. So, but like people are apparently getting overworked and so what what I don't know, stuff like that. What I've understood about how they work these is they have everything that's in their warehouse is in a basically a, a, a box and it knows what's there. It knows who's picking that order. So these little robots go to that box and bring them straight to the people. Like, so, that, so it's, them, so it's mean? boom and boom and boom and, and they're always running. And, you know, there was a, a part in there where they're saying people were getting basically run over by these robots and but, uh, I can't imagine but, they wouldn't have sensors, but, <laughs> uh, but they they were talking about it was any injury that caused somebody to have a day off not just not even not even not, if it's not okay. not not bad bad injuries but you know you could you could flare up your carpal tunnel for a day and have to be have, have to take off a day oh, you yeah. know i mean so oh, it was kind of kevin, kevin said the rivian amazon trucks estimated 400 miles nice Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. How was dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You. Uh, no, that's all right. I was pretty much done. I was just no. That's just that's. So yeah, it said the, it said this data was leaked. Yeah. So from, it started. Uh, yeah, from 2016. Leaked. Yeah. Yeah. And it says someone uh, got paid. The injury rates inside the Amazon warehouses suggest the company has publicly downplayed how dangerous it is to work in the warehouses. Um, the data shows injury rates have climbed every year from 2016 to 2019. That robotic warehouses on average clock more injuries than non-robotic ones. They still have non-robotic ones. Yeah, and that well, injury rate where where, where Elizabeth's brother works. It's non-robotic. Non-robotic. It's all hand package picked. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, they get stuff from the main Amazon warehouse, and then they go through it. And yeah. I mean, it says the injury rates also increased during significant busy periods, including Prime Day and peak holiday season. Well, that's probably going to – doesn't matter if there's robots or not. Well, and you're also adding adding to your uh, employment force too, you know. You're yeah, going, you get some temp, like temp, You get a whole bunch of temp people and, in there that, you know, not used to that pace. And Oh, yeah. Well. yeah especially that time <laughs> of year. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, I mean, that's – I think that's any industry, though, that's going to increase when you have more people right. busier. Um, 
And it says Amazon rejected the claim that it misled the public and said reveals metrics, which I guess is this the the independent the investigative journalist site reveal. Um, their metrics for what constituted a serious injury skewed its interpretation of the injury data. So, but it was talking about you know they didn't lie to the to the people or they're not trying to downplay it. But before you shared this, no, I know. I, I never knew there was an issue yeah. with injuries at any kind of warehouse. You know, I, I worked mean, at the Coles warehouse for a little bit years ago before I was in school. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I had heard reports about the like the working conditions like you know just they're just driving people oh yeah it's fast paced but i mean <laughs> it just I, uh, reminds me of like a old i love lucy episode when she's oh, on that yeah and then she's like shoving in her mouth and packing stuff yeah. i love lucy was yeah. a show a long long time ago man you never seen that yeah i love lucy <laughs> he's not that much younger i know than but lucy. i just love rubbing it in um <laughs> well you're only two years older than so, him and i'm only four years older I than know. Him. it's all right but he, that was like, the only reason I know is because my grandparents used to watch it when I was over there. So, yeah, so it's like, I don't yeah. know, I guess unless they're reporting it. So, because it said it broke down the data on how many injuries occurred across 150 Amazon warehouses over the three-year period. And an, a serious injury was defined by reveal as one that required time off of work or changes to the job. So, so like light duty or anything yeah. like that. And it says they logged 14,000 serious injuries across the 150 U.S. warehouses in 2019. So, but 14,000, yeah, what, what is their actual, Yeah, I don't how know. many people do they employ? Do they employ a million yeah. people? Oh, it's I mean, if probably, it's, I, mean, I don't if know they, if it's that many, but. Well, let's just say, let's just say it's a million just for. Well, it says that it was a 30, 33% higher than 2016 and almost twice the industry standard. But I don't think there's anybody that comes close to processing the amount that Amazon does. Oh, no. Maybe Walmart, but probably not even then. Um, and then it says the injury rate per 100 workers increased every year, but the volume is also increased. Right. And this year, it's got to be even oh my God. skyrocketing. Did you see? Did you find it? I was just kind of roughly running the numbers, kind of thinking. I just, did it how say many how many people? Could, yeah, did it say how many people work there? No, I was just kind of guessing. Though. I was thinking like, you know. Three five hundred people per warehouse, which to me that sounds like a yeah. lot, you know. Right. So, well, I mean, well, think of the new Kroger automated one in, in Monroe. It's going to have four hundred employees. Yeah, and all the rest of the but, robots, right? Well, yeah, but the four hundred employees, there's going to be like four at the the place, and the rest of them are drivers. Oh, from what I read in the article. Yeah. I mean, it says yeah. And, there's there so they're on those racks like that. And then yeah, those so things is, just pick uh, it up and then bring it. Yeah, it's like how, how can you not see one of these coming for one? I mean, what is that seven foot tall? Yeah. So <laughs> these things basically, they, they it, everything gets piled onto top on top of them, and then they kind of take it where it needs to go. So like these are like the shelving systems. I think. Yeah, and I I wonder. I mean, because that's just the shelving, but. There's a whole bunch of uh, conveyor systems and stuff too, and and in most of their warehouses. I mean, they're um, when they did the one in Monroe, they were they they like you had to sign NDAs to go in it's there. It's an engineering marvel for sure, right? Yeah. I mean, and isn't I mean, it their own tech or yes, uh, it's all their like, own tech. Yeah, it's if nuts. it's not their own tech, it's highly customized well, to fit their use case. Well, yeah. you you know, Bezos, if he sees something that he wants, he just 
oh, I like that oh, tech. Wow. I'll just buy it and then go. Kevin said 798000 Okay, so I wasn't too far people. off. And he also said, uh, keep in mind, hang, hang no will be considered a warehouse <laughs> entry. I get, yeah. I mean, it yeah. probably is. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much if you have to step into an office for anything, they probably, probably. have to count it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, would, it, would, it would be nice to see what the actual breakdown was because, I mean, I put a, a, a bit through my thumb and I would have just yeah. pulled out and kept on working. But, you know, because I did it at work, I had to. I had to go to the hospital, you know, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess they, you know, this isn't something they have to publicly disclose. I mean, they probably have to report it to OSHA maybe right. oh, or yeah. to the, in, to the localities or maybe the States that they're in, but like they're, they're probably not having to report this other than to OSHA. So we may never know the true numbers because it says that, you know, Bezos was on PBS frontline last year and said that the robot robots make the job safer, which I would think, they would, but if people, you, people got to get used to them. And if, you know, if the robots don't have sensors, I mean, like the one where Liz works, I mean, that robot, if you walk in front of it, it stops. Right. I would think that oh, Wally. these things would, you know, have the, the, uh, the sensors and things like that to stop. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We really need to see like the specifics of what kind of injuries these yeah. things would be causing. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying because, you know, when I just, I put that on there before I read everything about it. And then I started reading it. I was like, well, this yeah. is kind of, uh, it's probably a little, little bloated. Well, here's what Matt was saying. He's like the, the non-robotic warehouses, hundred, they're expected to process a hundred items an hour, but that number rose to 400 when, once a ro the robots were introduced. So that's four times mm -hmm. the amount robots are not like, you know, they're, they've got to be, they're probably working faster. They're, they're being, a little, they're cutting a little bit more corners. You're going to have more injury. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Got to get, got to keep that productivity up. And, you know, it's like, well, we're trying to be safe. But we got to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like an anonymous former senior Amazon safety manager told Reveal the extra chain on workers in, in the robotic warehouses became apparent. Fairly quickly, you realized early on there was an issue. Um, you're already moving that way at light speed. So how do you take a step back and readjust? So, yeah, I guess it's an adjustment thing. But, I mean, these things need need to be made, need, made apparent and we need to be made aware of them because we want it should be, be it should be safer and not less safe. But, yeah, yeah it's hard to. We're only hearing one side of the story. Yes. Really, oh, yeah. Amazon's not going to tell us anything that no. would uh, tarnish. Nor do I think they need to. Right. Like it's, I think someone did this to get paid. Yeah. Probably. And then there's the full, you know, Amazon's, Amazon's public statement was also published too, um, which it's basically, you know, somebody from, you know, their marketing or PR or legal or a combination of all the ones, you know, just basically saying, um, we look at all these metrics, evaluate the effectiveness, blah, blah, blah. And, but reveal was misinformed regarding an OSHA safety metric that measures days away and restricted or transferred work known as DART rate as something the reporter mistakenly calls a serious incident rate. The reality is that there is no such OSHA industry serious rate incident rate 
and our DART rate is actually supportive employees as it encourages someone with any type of injury, for example, a small strain or sprain to stay away from work until they're better hangnail or whatever. So it, this could be a little misleading, I guess, but, yeah. but I'm it's not still saying interesting that it's not, um, there's not any merit to it because there, there probably is or else you wouldn't have people complaining about it right. and whatnot. But I mean, I guess, yeah, it's, I mean, we're only going to see more and more of this as things become more automated. There's more robots introduced. I mean, I wonder what kind of incident rate Tesla has being as highly automated as they are. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we, I mean, even they have had to adjust their production lines because I think Elon wasn't Elon that said we were too automated for some things like, like we were trying to automate for automation's sake, and that actually caused more problems is just having a human do it in some cases. Didn't we do a episode on something like that? We probably have, I'm sure. What was that? I don't remember now. Probably one of the early ones. But... Yeah, it was it was very early. All right. I'm next just, up. I'm just kind of upset that the our thirteenth episode couldn't have been on a Friday the thirteenth in October. That would have been <laughs> when really is the cool. next Friday the thirteenth? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's one this year, is there? No. All right. The next article is uh, from Engadget.com. Is it a Xiaomi? How do you uh, say this? Uh, I think it's Exomi or something Exomi? like that. I've so, heard it said before because they make a lot of smart home products too. Right. Uh, so, I mean. Do you have any of their stuff? Or? Uh, I think I think some of the lights that I have have some of their uh, software in them. Mm-hmm. Uh because most of these smart home lights and stuff, unless you get like, you know, Hue or something like that, they're made, by- they're made they're they all run Tasmodo uh, software and you gotcha. can hack into that and do all kinds of different stuff with it. But um, the reason I put this on here is I'm, I'm a, I'm a Apple, Apple person. So, you know, <laughs> I, ISO 14 came out was awesome so, had, re, so read this title was what, awesome what, or what is was awesome about? was awesome so let me read this title <laughs> real quick exomi says this is why i put this on here and then i'll get to my story so you'll understand not good just not what i was expecting sorry <laughs> uh so exomi says this is a new smartwatch that only needs to charge twice a month and that just floored me mango nutmeg and cinnamon Easy IPA. It's actually pretty good now that I know what it is I'm tasting. <laughs> Sorry. So that's like a Christmas beer, Squirrel. huh? Squirrel. Squirrel. It's, it's called Lost Planet by uh, Goose Island. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. So, so the reason I I'm I'm telling you about my Apple and whatnot, they did the ISO 14 and then had to do 14.1 and 14.2. But anyways, they also did uh, the ISO 7 for the watches. And my battery life went to absolute up creek, huh. you know. And, like, usually when I put on, I get up 5 o'clock in the morning. I put my watch on about 6. I work all day long, and I put my watch back on the charger about 9 o'clock at night. And most days I still have 20, 30% battery life left. Mm-hmm. Now I have like five if it didn't die already. So <clears throat> get on the Googler, you know, and find out that there's, you have to basically wipe your data, back it up, wipe your data, 
reinstall it because there was some kind of little glitch that would cause battery drain on your phone and on your watch. So and this was with the new, the new, version. right. So when I saw that, I was like, well, crap, this does everything that your that my Apple watch does. And it's only $116. Yeah. And it says it does two it, weeks depending yeah, on usage. Yeah. That's so, crazy. so it does, it does your, your sleep. It, it can do blood ox. It can do your pulse. I mean, it can do all your messages and it works on all platforms. They already tested on Apple. They tested on Android. And, yeah. Cause I, I've been waiting nice. for a, I was, I was hoping Google will come out with a new watch OS or new version, you know, one that they developed to come to go along with the pixel five that was just yeah. announced. Um, Cause they came out with the new pixel buds, the new pixel five, the new four a, like where's the new watch? It's like I don't think they can, I don't think they're going to make another watch. But what's going to happen is you're going to buy something else and then they'll do it. I'm going to buy one of these and then they'll, they'll like do. like I bought the I bought the five and of course you know not more than six months later they're have yeah. the six out that because I had the motor the, the last the, really the only smartwatch I really owned other than like a Fitbit I had the Motorola the and the Wear was it Wear OS or is that Samsung. It was the Google, the Google watch. It was a Google branded, it was Android, but the Motorola one, it was the first gen one. I liked it, but like, again, like after about a year, year and a half, I was lucky to get eight hours Oh geez. out of it. Um, yeah, because yeah, I, Kevin said that uh, his wife had the same problem. Yeah. That's what you give. That's what I said. <laughs> Kevin, are you Android? Android. Hey, I got I got an Android phone. I mean, yeah, work phone. Yeah, so <laughs> I can I can have all my cool stuff on there too. But you know, I like my apples because I can just go to my iPad and it has everything that my iPhone had on that, it. And, that is nice. And and, and, yeah. and 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 here here is another thing why I absolutely love. If my phone broke right now, and I went and got a new one, it would be exactly to the T how this phone is laid out yeah. where all my apps are, my background, yeah. all my pictures, everything is exactly there. And it's a push of a button. P Pixel is like that, but not, I guess maybe if you're doing like the Samsung version or, or if you're doing something like that, it, any of your Google stuff will be there. Right. It'll, once you sign into your Google account or new phone, it will resync any applications. It'll download them, install them. It'll make sure, but like, like the stuff outside of the core Android stuff may not be the same. So that is, you know, I do give Apple that. And oh, like, yeah, as far as sure. like I had the pixel and the pixel three and, and I just pre-ordered the pixel five, which Verizon's not going to get it until the 29th. Hmm. I guess everybody else gets it next week. So I went ahead. What? My upgrade was up last month. So, I mean, it, I got it. And I had like, you guys get, you got Verizon? No, yeah. You have Verizon. I got Verizon. You get those Verizon bucks every yeah. month. I had, a, I had like $60 worth, so I just put that towards it. And I ordered the Pixel Buds with it. Nice. So the new one. So they're down to 179 Were they 179 when they first came out? Were they like 250 I can't remember. I think they were like, I thought they were like 200 and some dollars when they first, like 230 or something. Anyway, they're 180 now. So I went ahead and got those with it. Because um, I was, I haven't had to use like a wireless headset or anything for a while because I'm working from home mostly. And I have a Plantronics that puts, you know, just in the one ear. I was like, I was walking the dogs yesterday and I took, I did a couple calls with it. And I'm like, this would probably be so much better if I had the, uh, some wireless earbuds. And, and, and honestly, with my 
uh, AirPod Pros that I have, I can't hardly talk to somebody if I have both of them in. Just too, because it, too, it, you can't it hear just, outside of it. No, it's but just you, that's that you can do. Can right. you, you can do either yeah, one. Yeah, you just, can do either one, but but it just seems like it's so bassy. If that makes sense, like because it's like a you're closing your ear canal, right? Or, and 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 your voice sounds weird, and it's like talking in a hole. Yep, <laughs> I hear you there. Well, the Pixel Buds have a port to keep that from happening. That's that's so do these, but oh, they still. But when I have it on noise canceling because I'm working around machinery machinery all the time, it still keeps that noise. Because <laughs> you can just get a new and that that it like it's that should just be the fault it, no matter what the device is at this point. i mean i used to get phones all the time back when they were so cheap and and you know i'd go from one android to another and it's just like yeah. uh, i gotta do this i gotta do that and then finally i just start jailbreaking stuff and and, and that's the problem too it's like everything there's so many things tied to your phone now like two-factor um last pass like your password like vault there's so many things like every time I have to switch a phone, it's like, I have to, it's, it takes days to get I, everything. Well, not anymore, but it used to, right? Yeah. I mean, most, most everything syncs back up now pretty seamlessly, but it's still a pain in the butt. I didn't realize how much I had tied to Google. So I had to change my Google password the other day <laughs> because you, I got, I got like, like 700 of those emails. Did you figure out why? No. As soon as I changed my password, it stopped. Somebody was just trying to hack your account or something yeah. maybe or, or they some were, app trying to access so, and and it was just kept kept sending me over and over weird. i deleted i deleted like a couple hundred before i even showed you guys gotcha. <laughs> it was crazy so so uh, back to this um so they these aren't out yet though they're, they're coming no they're coming no out. they're coming out but i love that price if you go up just a little bit more well it's something that too is um they uh it's not it's not the half price Apple Watch clone that I guess they had one of those last year. Right. But it's something closer to the Google Wear OS, which is what I was thinking of. So or a Garmin, um, at least aesthetically, it's still called the the my is it my or me? Uh, who knows? Um, going with me. 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 Like a we, the me's on the we. The me and um me. but just I, I I how are they achieving this twice a month charge is what I want to know. Well, it's like look is it uh just the <clears throat> what kind of screen is it? Is it I mean how are how are they doing that? I mean it says four hundred and fifty minutes of brightness. What's the new Apple Watch? Uh I don't know what the new one is. I don't even know what this one is. I just bought it. Because it's it runs Android or no, does it no, it says uh compatible with OS right. ten and Android four four, which heck that's forever ago. Where eleven just came out, right? For Android. Soon. No, I got 11. I just got it. Of course you do. You should have stayed on Pixel, bro. Um, <laughs> I wonder if I... Mine just updated the other day. Yeah, my Pixel did, so it, um, it's probably on there, too. So heart rate tracking, blood oxygen level monitoring, as well as sleep and stress tracking feature, according to uh, Xiaomi. Is that what you said? Exomi. Exomi. It's like a Huawei. Yeah. Like, you would never think to pronounce yeah. that when you look at that spelling. It's like opossum. <laughs> I mean, possum. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not gonna butcher it. We can we can type it into the to the Google Translate and see what it comes. Weighs 32 as. grams in comparison. The Apple Watch, sorry, SE weighs 36 grams. Well, there's the price. So 116 bucks. Yeah. Um, and they're coming out with a phone to go with it. And too. while there's no U.S. availability stock, damn it, Darren, <laughs> <laughs> they'll come. Don't worry, they'll um, they'll start importing them. Real cheap devices for a while. So. 
I'm, I mean, like, I'm really excited to see how comparable this is to like an Apple Watch or even like a Samsung, Samsung, you know, watch or something like that. Because if it is even close for that price, oh yeah, we're getting ripped off. Yeah. Well, have you have you heard of the? But this is M's their Fitbit. These are the these are their phones, which looks yeah. a, a, really a lot like a an iPhone or mm-hmm. a, or the, even the Pixel yeah. with the uh, the the hole punch camera. But look at, look at the do they size sell these in the U.S.? Uh, probably not. But see, our tech in the U.S. is crap compared to overseas oh, because yeah, of all the. Some... If you look at some of the phones they have in in Japan and 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 in over in Asia and everything, I mean, it's just well. And that's, and I think we talked about that before is like some countries, their wired infrastructure were just so horrible or they just right. grew so fast. They couldn't keep up. They just put everything into wireless. So they're like, they just crush us. Like they've had 5g forever. You know, we're just now getting it. So what's this new 5g that there's two different standards. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's just the wavelength. Yeah. It's one of them is really good for like short inner city. And one of them's you know, more for, for out. Is that it? This is another one that you can get in the U.S. Maze fit, that you don't have to worry about importing, and it touts a 14-day battery life. What's the uh, price on that one? 150. Huh. I just don't know how they're getting that kind of battery life. I mean, are they using the the diamond cell, <laughs> the di- the nano diamond the nano battery, diamond battery that's that's radioactive <laughs> inside of a diamond inside of a diamond? Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, so they've got the wearable and new phones. Yeah, says alongside. Hundred eight so this megapixel is gonna, camera. Hundred and eight megapixel. The Note Twenty has one hundred and forty-four hertz, sixteen point six seven inch display. Yeah, which 8K. is the very high refresh rate for a phone. What other phones have one hundred and forty-four hertz? Any of them? <laughs> I don't know. Well, the Pixel Five has a ninety hertz. I think Samsung has one hundred twenty. Right? Does I'm the Pixel only have ninety? It's ninety. Oh, okay. But I've never heard of 144. Um, Gaming phones, maybe the the Razer or the uh, the other one. I thought those were I thought those were 122. But even that's just crazy. Yeah, it's silky. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I mean, I'm all for more competition. That's just hopefully will drive the price down of the other stuff. If if this is good, yeah, and if it's yeah. that good, then you just what do you buy it. Right. Um, yeah, no launch dates yet, but. Yeah, I'd be really interested if this comes to the U.S. and um, how it'll fare. I'm sure there'll be people making clones of it or whatever, but, I mean, it's just one of those things that if if I could, I mean, like, with the iOS 7 for the watch, they have this new uh, sleep tracker. I'm like, how the hell can you use your sleep tracker when my battery won't even last 24 yeah. hours? I mean, when am I supposed to charge it? When well, I'm... and then the, the new one they just announced has the O2 sensor on yeah. it, right? It's like, um, yeah, if you can't if you can't last 24 hours, and when are you supposed to charge it? How right. are you supposed to sleep track if you can't exactly keep it? Yeah, you got to charge it sometime. And then, like, when I was setting setting up the the new watch software, it said – you know, do you want to track your sleep with your phone or your watch? And I'm like, well, I'm going to be, my watch is going to be on the charger. How is going to track it? It, from picking it up. Oh, okay. And your alarm. Like when you pick it up in the morning. Right, or when you set it down. That's really good. It's better now. It's, you? it's good. I just was not, I did not know <laughs> what it was when I first checked. I was like, whoa. like, whoa, what's that? Mango cinnamon nutmeg? Um, I think it's, yeah, I'm all for it. Up next, is it, come on, man! I just can't. If you watch TikTok, the whole 
I digress thing. I oh, is that? I don't see anything. Oh, oh dude, I, I, I want to like I want to scroll through your guys's TikTok feeds, and you can scroll through mine because oh. I just want to see how different they're they, way different. Way different. Because Darren said I already screwed his up because I sent him some. I sent him the Fleetwood Mac. Well, no, that just that guy. The four twenty dog. Face. No, you sent me that other guy that was doing those videos. Oh, and then he had that gremlin or the yeah. Uh, what's that? <laughs> oh yeah, the guy. The, what's the, that guy? He what's... had the forty duct tape to his yeah. hand doing the yeah. What's the from the Ghostbusters? What was the green guy called? Slimer. Slimer. He had Slimer yeah. over top of his head, and you <laughs> sent us that one video, and then he popped up like every day since then. And it's like <laughs> you screwed up my feed. Sorry. <laughs> Next up, I digress. Is the uh, Tesla with the hard the biggest announcements team. from? <laughs> 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 we talked we talked briefly about the Tesla battery day announcements because it was right before the last episode. Yeah. But, this is kind of so the Verge put out like the biggest announcements, like a you know, uh, um, highlights kind of highlights. Yeah, um, I wonder where they got that that image from. Yeah, that's I pretty seen sweet. It before, but um, which this doesn't go into super a super lot of detail about some mm-hmm. of the things, like we because I think on the after show we were kind of watching the video and going yeah. through the different things. Which um, yeah, the slideshow. If you want to know like the the the, the, the in depth stuff, go watch the battery day announcement video. I think you skip about halfway to about to the middle part of it. Yes. And you'll catch it because the first part was all shareholder stuff. But. And then and then watch it at one and a half times because yeah, two times two yeah. times was too much. So, yeah, we we found out watching it at one and a half times speed makes um, Elon. Yeah, perfect. Elon, Elon is very eccentric. He's he's very smart, but I think his brain and I, I, I've been. Uh, this has happened to me too. Your brain just goes faster than you can get the words out right. sometimes. But he's like that all the time. Yeah, sometimes. except for maybe when he was on Rogan and he. Uh, yeah, maybe he that chilled out. Maybe with that he, little maybe dude. that's what he needs to do before the next shareholder meeting on him. But um, then he gets in trouble either way. So who knows? Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, it says the um, the high. You know, it says the biggest announcements, and then you know, Elon said the company will phase out cobalt and aim for a twenty five k car, which will be whatever the next car they put out, maybe a subcompact or something like that. But I think um, a lot of people are looking forward to that. But would you be honestly? Would you be happy with a twenty-five thousand dollar Tesla that only just had a single motor and did, you know, zero to sixty in five point five or whatever? Only five point five. I mean, that's what my V8 truck does. I mean, I was just giving it comparable, but I know. But uh, it just depends on what it looks like. It had to be faster than that. I mean, if it's that small, because doesn't the single motor Model Three? Isn't it in like high fours or something? I don't know. I thought it was in the fives. Yeah, look it up. Get on the Googler. But I like Would how they I did... be happy with that? No. Exactly. I mean, because. Yeah. But it's not for me. It's for. I, I, I know, but. Else. Somebody I, that's going to buy a Civic or a uh, Corolla. Right. You know, but if have, I if I was going to buy a Cybertruck, I would buy the three, the three motor Cybertruck and be done with it. Yeah. And, you know. I, I wouldn't be happy at Maybe an this will level. fit in the Cybertruck. <laughs> Maybe that's what's going on. Anyway, I like how they did the, uh, so they did the shareholder meeting, but they had everybody park outside in the parking lot in their awesome. cars and like honking their horns and stuff. That that was awesome. That's got information. We got Matt. The rear wheel drive long range Model 3, does he sprint to 60 in 5.1? So okay. So if this is even I smaller, don't know. if this is a smaller, lighter car, depending on the battery pack power output, I guess it could still be comparable or even better. Which, yeah, but, but right. if it's got those forty-eight seventy twos, hey, if it's like a two-door little, little small hatch, man, it could 
Hopefully, be a, hopefully it'll be, be the size of a smart car. It could be a screamer. I, I and hope not. This thing scare the crap out of me. Yeah, I would not feel safe. If I had a smart car, I would definitely have to get one of those wind up wheels on the back of it that spin <laughs> when you drive. Um, so one of the big things was the tabless battery, right? Yes. So it's a tabless battery cell, which means so typical batteries, you've got the the inner part, which is basically like a sheet of the how long did they say that was? It's like and just like eighteen six fifty. It was three, like three meters, three and a half, three three and a half meters. Yeah. But it basically they they produce this material they the and then they roll it up and then it's got a tab on both sides, which you have your positive and negative. Um, but their battery has tabs throughout the inner part of the cell, which I guess will allow it to discharge and recharge faster. Yes, because much you, higher capacity yes. because you're not re- relying on that single point of contact for. Your, uh, a lot more your surface leads. area for sure. Yeah, so it says Tesla's removing the tab that connects the cell and what it's powdering, powdering, powering, which Tesla's calling the 4680 cells, will make its batteries six times more powerful and increase the range by 16%. So there, so all of these things, uh, if you watch the, the 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 presentation, the video. I think overall it was like what a forty six or was it something like forty six or fifty something? I was like fifty one percent or something. Yeah, it was just around fifty percent in overall uh, improvement. Right. Not only for charging capacity, range, all that stuff. It was like everything added up. But it, I think the biggest piece of it was um, the reduction in materials, the reduction in in the waste and the water and everything required to make this. They're getting rid of the some of the um, uh was it the uh what was the material that the one it was like uh you know it's really hard to the cobalt sus- the cobalt was the stuff that, that you like it's it's very questionable the way it's mined and the labor that's used to mine it so they're going to get rid of that um and they're going to go was it nickel uh, or silicon silicon yeah is highly silicon based which they had already bought the land in uh was it nevada yes they they bought like i don't know several hundred acres and they said they'll be able to get everything they need just in that patch for the next i don't know decade or something yeah. like that yeah it was mind blowing just for and, that and they said just in nevada there's enough silicon in the nevada desert to to build enough batteries to replace every car in the us Mm-hmm. It's something like that. It's like it's crazy. Yeah. Then he was um, talking about when they mine for that. Supposedly, to, the method they're going to use will like cut out a sliver of the ground. They'll take what they need out and then put it back in. So it's like you never. Kevin said he pre-ordered a Cybertruck dual motor on track. Yeah, I didn't know that. Dual motor with the, <laughs> with AP. Uh, doesn't mean he's actually going to get it though. Yeah, that's AP. Yeah, that's like what autopilot. Oh, full full self driving. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah. Hopefully, ho- I don't. Did you get like a number? Do you know where you are on the list? Because I wonder like when those things are going to. St- I know next year people start starting getting them, but like, there's so many people that have I know. reserved them. I can't believe how many in that uh, group that you oh, added me to have have pre-ordered and this one guy just the other day he made a post he was like 
well, I got tired of waiting, so I went and just uh, bought a Model 3 until the Cybertruck yeah. comes out. Just I was like, nice. just, just went and bought a Model 3, you know, no big deal. Dual motor performance. <laughs> um, so another another announcement that came out of that was the new Model S Plaid, which I think, yeah, I priced it up when we were talking about it. Because I, I, I priced it up and I sent it to you, Matt's like, this better not be a joke on the call. I'm not buying it. I'm just seeing how much it cost. But that's my house payment right um, there. 100, 139 nine, and it will be available next year. Um, yeah, but it's supposed to have a, a 520 mile range, zero to 16 under two seconds, which is basically what the uh, the Sportster the Roadster, the Roadster yeah. is supposed to have, which is like. Why would you get the roadster at that point? I guess if, if you wanted something more compact, I guess top speed of 200 miles an hour. Um, and well, he said the, the 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 plaid trim level will cost more than our current offerings, which it does, and it will be available in the Model S in late 21. So, the plaid is for the person that still has the kids and whatnot going through the midlife crisis. Yeah, we crisis. need you need the four door, and then the plaid or the the sport the roadster is the one that you know your kids are already grown up and you can you can get that two-door also you you ordered it super early then kevin awesome they're definitely going for a ride in that we got to do a podcast in it yeah there we go (laughs) that's awesome i can't wait i want hopefully they reduce the size just enough because he said they were going to make it just a tad bit smaller where it'll fit in my garage. I wonder. I wonder if I'll get, or they'll do another version that's a more of a, um, more of a compact like the, uh, I guess the new Ranger or the mm-hmm. Tacoma. I wonder if I'll get my uh, all electric F one hundred and fifty before he gets the Cybertruck. Is it supposed to be next year? That's do they have saying. a Do they have a pre order? All electric F one hundred and fifty. All electric. You I thought yours was going to be a hybrid just an option, in 2021. Right? Yeah. Just an option. No, that was the hybrid, but but they just released where they'll have an all electric in 2022. Oh, 22. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. All. Did they say what the range would be on the all electric? Don't know yet. I don't care about I don't range. Don't care about range. Gas mileage. I, I drive. I drive 15 minutes uh, well, I mean, every that's, day. That's most to people. Work. Most I mean, people. They say most people only need like a 40 mile range daily. So something that gives you a hundred is good enough, but because that's the 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 uh, what is it, the BMW i three, it only had like an eighty mile range. Yeah, and they but they said that most people that their commute was half of that. So right. I guess I used to work with a guy that had one, and you know he drove like fifteen miles one way back and forth, and he said it was awesome. Like yeah, if you're gonna go farther than that, you're not taking that anywhere. But most of the time, you're not gonna need it. I guess depending on how far away you work and and right now so many people working from home heck i i drive my truck like every other week when i go get beer (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like i my lease is up next june and i have seven thousand miles on my truck oh my god that hurts so i'll probably just end up keeping it it'd be silly not to at this point because i'm not going to get a rivian or a cyber truck in the next probably probably going to be a couple years before i'm able to get one of those so Seven thousand miles. Seven thousand miles. Oh my god! I only got like seventeen on mine. Seventeen thousand. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. But you got your truck after mine. That's twenty eighteen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Got but in, you got yours. I after got. In, mine. I got in December. Mine's uh, 
Yours is an 18, right? Because you got it's it right before 18. you moved, didn't you? Yeah. But I got it in set. And I got it. I think it was an 18, but I got it in 17. Oh, okay. So it was an 18 model year, but I got it like right around Thanksgiving of 17. Yeah. So no, because I got it in June. I got it in June of 18 because 2021 June. Yeah. So when did you get yours? I got it in December. So sit about six months. Right. Okay. How, how, why, what the heck have you been driving to? Oh, we went to Maryland and oh, that's other, right. other stuff. I mean, get, yeah, that's right. Where else did I drive it? We've, we've, we've put some miles on it. I mean, but it was one of those things that when we got it, it was only two years newer than Elizabeth's van and it was a thousand times nicer. Yeah. It, I mean, and so we just, we drove, drove it, more. drove drove it instead of the van, and Arlo would be like, "I want to watch TV." I'm like, huh? "That's why we're taking daddy's truck, so we don't have to listen to your cramp." <laughs> um, so they they're building a new cathode plant. So that uh, Musk said that they'll build a new cathode plant for its batteries in North America. Part of its quest to reduce supply chain costs and simplify cathode production. It will also make improvements to the process. Um, it will make cathodes seventy six percent cheaper and produce zero wastewater. So this is that whole process that they're getting rid of the the uh, cobalt and things like that. So, um, and plans to diversify the cathodes it uses because of low nickel supply. Yeah, so, I mean, making it in the U.S., like, that'll be quicker because they're making it closer, and then, mm -hmm. then they can use the semis to ship it all yeah. over the place where they need to. And, um, and cutting that cost of cobalt because it's so hard to mine and find, you know, I mean, that's, that's going to save tons of money. Yeah, and so no more no more cobalt in the cathodes. So the elimination of cobalt in the cathodes, um, he said he's wanted to eliminate it for a while. I think it's hard to source. It's limited supply. The company, the the countries that they're getting it from, you know, they're they've said to use um, child labor, slave labor, things like that. Even though I would hope Tesla would do their their due diligence and best effort to not be a part of that, but. If you're if you're sourcing it ethically, it's going to cost more. Mm -hmm. So just getting rid of it's probably better. I mean, yeah, but it could hurt it could hurt those economies of those countries that are depending right. on that currently. It's like um, the, when the blood diamonds came out, you know, everybody like kind of froze and quit yeah. doing that. And but not using the cobalt will make the batteries cheaper, less complex, and uh, make it to where people can more people can afford them because they'll be able to make a cheaper car. And what I wondered about that is because they acquired Maxwell Technologies, did some of that tech that they got from there make it to where they could go, well, we don't need cobalt anymore because we have this. Yeah. And, and you know, that might have been a great step in, in that direction. Yeah, Brad, Matt's not allowed to have a beard right now because he works <laughs> in the medical field. Ah, God, that question <laughs> and that comment. I'm going to get a shirt made that says, God, I miss my beard, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Matt, Matt's a medical tech, so he's not allowed to have a beer right now due to COVID. So as soon as that is lifted, I guarantee you Matt will have a beer. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> did did you tell your, your boss what we're, I told you? We're talking about okay. it. Okay. Talking about it. Yeah. Elizabeth's like, why doesn't he wear blah, blah, blah? I was like, I don't know what that a is. What? Oh, like it's a, a, a papper. Yeah. A papper? Yeah. yeah. Okay, what is a papper? <laughs> well, let's finish hold this. on. Let's finish this real quick. We're almost done. So last thing related to this is a $25,000 car is the new goal. So they, by reduction in the battery cell, by reduction of cost of the battery cells in the packs, the end goal is to, I don't know if it's going to be the next model, whatever that, and what do you guys think it's going to be called? Why do you go after sexy? I don't know. 
sexy. What is there a plural er, for sexier? Er, er, er. Um, yeah. Um, so the goal would be to build a $25,000 electric car. Uh, so the, all of this reduction in the battery costs. So the battery cost is a big part of it. Um, and, and everything that'll help do that. And then he said the, uh, well, so they're basically everything that they announced is going to half the price of per kilowatt hour, which we said, like, I think we were trying to get like from 150 per kilowatt hour, $150 per kilowatt hour to under a hundred. So now they're getting closer to like that 70. So it was even more than most people thought it was going to be. Yeah. And that's going to save a lot of money, which is significant. And a lot of people didn't think they could do that. And now granted, they said that they're doing limited runs right now to, to test the viability production, tweak the production to get this where it needs to be. Um, and like, I seen some posts and some articles and things from a lot of the other uh, sites that follow Tesla and things like that, that we commonly look up and, they were like, it's disappointing. I'm like, how is this disappointing? They exceeded yeah. expectations. They're oh, already yeah. they're already defining and tweaking the process to manufacture these. Yeah. Like, what else did you expect? Like, they're gonna announce, oh, tomorrow you can buy our new battery pack. I mean, yeah. no, come on, stuff takes time. So, yeah, I thought that was a little, yeah. I mean, I was I. I see what people were saying because, you know, it wasn't like an exciting, like, but the, the, the information that it gave you was yeah. very exciting if yeah. you listen to it, but it wasn't one of those like, Oh, well, here's a new model and blah, 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 blah. But no, it was, it was, it was more tech. Yeah. It was more tech was. based and, and numbers. And a lot of people probably can't relate with that. True. If Kevin's saying he needs to come on, but heck, yeah, we can yeah, set that up. Come you can set that up either uh have you dial in um or uh you can come on we can squeeze you in here yeah we got we got a fourth mic and fourth headset and we can hook it up yep so next up we had um uh from cnbc um washington emergency responders used spacex starlink satellite internet um i guess this was from september 29th um in the field and they said in quotes it's amazing. Yeah. So I think, did you, Matt, did you post this? Yeah, mm -hmm. Matt posted that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, reading through this. Um, so Washington's state military, um, which includes emergency response division, began using Starlink user terminals in early August to bring Internet service to areas devastated by wildfires. And that's super cool. And I think, yeah, it was it just yesterday we were looking at the other one. Yeah. So um, that was in Seattle, like yeah. northern Seattle. There was a um, uh, an Indian reservation. Yeah, they said they had like they've been trying to get internet for for a long time. No one will, will supply it, or it's just super expensive. They were getting like 0.5 to 0.7 Seven. megabits yeah, megabit per second, second. and now they're they said that I think they were certainly they're pulling like a like hundred. Yeah, which so their they kids, said it's basically life changing because their kids are trying to do remote learning yep. and all this stuff. They can so it's do like, it all. The, the implications that this will have, I mean, even like for stuff like this, you think about it, you're in the middle of the forest or fighting a forest fire. And, you know, either yeah. if there was cell service out there, it's probably been destroyed. And, and you're talking, you probably have to carry a sat phone, which sat phones are expensive. And the, the data rate on them is still not that great. <laughs> but you know what? If you just scroll down to that picture. Oh, yeah. That cracked me up right there. <laughs> a freaking phone, corded phone. Wi-Fi. <laughs> And an AC charging. Charging AC. 
And then there's the satellite. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the, yeah, there's the satellite right there. Here's the space satellite. And, and, and it's guy, all got barbed wire. <laughs> that guy said that was the easiest thing he's ever had to set up. He said in three to five minutes, I had it set up and running where it would take me three to four hours. Yeah, he said I spent the better part of four or five hours yeah, there trying you to go. get good news. So to me, it's amazing because it was easy to set up. So after this was posted, uh, they posted another thing about getting ready to release the early <clears throat> beta testers for the Northern. Well, I signed up for a long time ago. So hopefully, you know, I'm, well, hopefully I'll get it. Cause yeah. I, I want to test Cause we're it. not, we're not too far from the, the, well, the they were Northern talking about Michigan and cause they said Northern hemisphere or so Northern U S Southern Canada. And then, you know, we're not that much. And then they'll work their way towards the equator. Right. So, I wouldn't think we would be too far down that list. Well, they just want released another sixty. Yeah, last which, week. Or so they week did. You see, like that last launch, they they aborted two seconds before, mm -hmm. and then they delayed it. And like two days later, they launched yeah. them. Yeah. Hmm. Because the goal is they're going to have. Right now, it's like a hundred meg, but it's less than thirty millisecond latency. The goal, I guess, when they have enough deployed, is a as a gig. Yeah. And less than 30 seconds. Yes. I will be all over that. Yeah, because somebody posted uh, on like a, the commu a community Facebook thing that I was on yesterday about, I guess yesterday a t announced you can no longer buy DSL. About time. So if you have it, you, you, you can't um, change your plan or anything. You either have to move to like one of their fiber plans or whatever, and you can no longer order it as a new customer. Good. And then the question was, was like, okay, so does this mean they're upgrading everything to fiber? I don't think so because, like I was telling you, there's no phone pads on my street. Right around the corner before the new street is the closest phone pad. So they just probably, like, no, it, it's so expensive to, to put infrastructure in the ground right now. With 5G and then also stuff coming with with this, it's, re, it's re, no one's going to invest in the, well, the, the wired infrastructure to your house. It so just doesn't make any sense. You say that, but then uh, out where I live, uh, Butler Rural actually partnered with Cincinnati Bell, and they are putting in they're 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 splitting the cost with Cincinnati Bell to put in fiber. So they're they're putting in new lines, new or fiber. they're using dark fiber that was already existing. I, I, from what I understand, it's all new fiber because there's parts of Madison Township That's surprising that can't get anything. Like they have to use HughesNet and all right. this crap because Time Warner or I'm sorry, Spectrum, Spectrum whatever it is now. No, I, I I I wish that they would put in more fiber so we could get fiber service because I can't get fiber service. But I just it, it's a big investment with with. Because we're right on the cusp of 5, 5G being good enough or Starlink being good enough to give you the same service mm -hmm. without the wire. And without the cost. And it, and if, if Starlink is going to be as cheap as what we've seen it could be, and then, you know, even Google Fiber, I mean, you can get gig up and down for what was it, like 80 bucks a month yeah. or something. Yeah, and I pay 89 for 400 and I'm paying 125 for 940 or 960 yeah. down, but and only you got 20 up. 40 up. 40 up, yeah. Which is ridiculous, yeah. but... I mean, if I could get something else cheaper, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would much rather have 400 up and 400 down than a gig down and 40 up. Right. Like I would pay the same price. Yeah. I, I don't need that much download. I, I want better upload from where we're streaming, doing our podcast. I'm streaming, doing gaming. 
stuff like that. So it's like, uh, I don't talk about, um, <laughs> but so it's saying that, you know, so they use this for the wildfires and, uh, I didn't know Washington state military was, they were doing the, I guess maybe they were just helping coordinate and things like that. Yeah. Probably um, doing searches and stuff, clearing people, but, but, you know, think about those, those guys are out in the middle of nowhere, can't get connected to anybody, can't find out yeah. all the, the, the stuff switching sense. you need to do. This. It, 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 it auto connects and yeah. you just, it's what would they say? Like 18 inches or something like that is the, is the dish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So eventually they're, you know, they're going to have 12,000 of these. We've talked about this before, um, which is probably going to take a few years before they're fully up to speed. And then Amazon's supposed to be doing there soon. Yeah. But they're doing a higher earth orbit one. So I'm kind of yeah. curious where that'll go. And he said, you know, Starlink easily doubled the bandwidth of what they had before from like the other satellite stuff. And he said they, um, nothing that he's seen more than 150% decrease in latency. I've seen lower than 30 milliseconds consistently. That's said, crazy. So. Yeah. He said it, um, traditional service usually takes 30 minutes to an hour to set up the connection with a lot less speed and bandwidth and a lot higher latency and much larger package well i mean my aunt lives right five minutes from me and they don't have you know any high speed or anything out there she's been through heaven wire and and HughesNet and all the all the other ones and she it was down more than it was up and the price i mean they were paying like oh, yeah, eighty dollars eighty dollars for 40 meg and then they had a data cap on that so it was just like you know, they just said, screw it. And they, yeah. they just use their phones and tether hot spots, the yeah. hotspots for yeah. everything. Cause... Or just buy a, an external hotspot. Right. Yeah. Because they said it'd take him like between five and 10 minutes to set this up and connect it. Yeah. That, and then, that's just nuts. You know, it doesn't require a truck and a trailer and a whole lot of other additional equipment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there's about seven, a little over 700 now, I think, Starlink satellites. Like the goal is 12,000, right? Yeah. 12,000 or 1,200? 1, 1,000. Yeah, 12,000. Yeah. But then they're wanting to be up to 30,000 by when? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and they said that, you know, so the beta's coming. Employees are testing it now. And I think things like this, I think the milita other military, um, I think that was it the Air Force or whatever, that they had also mm -hmm. tested out some stuff. Um, but it's like a perfect example, like things like this, like natural disasters, and things where, or remote locations or things that get damaged where there's no other option. Mm -hmm. It just makes uh, perfect Hur sense. Hurricanes, you know. Yeah, and, here, and, th and this and this picture is interesting because I haven't seen this scaled to, so like you got like a traffic cone, even a small traffic cone. Mm -hmm. That it looks like, I think it's tiny. Yeah. Like, and then I and I think from before when we, we were talking about it, it does the it has like an auto tracking like motor on it, so it can line itself up and where you don't have to do it like traditionally, like if you get like a dish or whatever installed now they usually got to hook up some kind of meter and they got to dial right. it in and this thing just does it itself which that should be the way it is anyway yeah yeah it's amazing it's it's like when we see the stuff that elon wants to put out it's like it takes me back to the hold my beer and watch this you know, <laughs> you know but it's not usually a fail with that you know he, he's actually getting it done and it's 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 awesome is what it is yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. And what, um, I mean, so now they, they were using it and then they let the, um, 
you know, the Indian reservation. Because mm-hmm. it, it didn't say like if they were charging them or not, or if they were just maybe they were letting they them be one of the beta testers probably. or whatnot. But, um, but honestly, I want to beta test it and I'll run a dual setup just, just because just to, the, to run speed simultaneously with the type and just see what it does. I mean, cause yeah. if they're pulling a hundred already, I mean, usually if I, if nobody else is doing anything around my house, I can pull two eighty ish, but I need to get the new modem so it can support up to the 400. But I'm just really curious, just what this will do, what yeah. that'll do. Yeah. Cause, and then, um, you know, the Washington emergency management tweeted about them helping them out. So I don't know if this was like the old, like command center or some kind of relay or something. You see it completely yeah, it burned out or if it was just a house. But then, you know, they were talking about how uh, they were thankful for them helping. And then Elon tweeted and said that they're glad they could help and that they are prioritizing emergency responders in locations with no internet connectivity at all. So I don't know if you meant prioritizing them for the beta or just trying to help them out because they know that it'll work you know, even in a limited capacity. I wonder if you'd ever have any downtime with that type of internet. I, I mean, as long as there's Maybe. enough satellites for coverage, I, I wouldn't think you would. I mean, because, you know, there was times back in the day when the solar flares during the summer would, would cause TV outages. But, I mean, you don't hardly ever see that stuff anymore. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, some guy wrecked into a telephone pole down the street and I lost cable, my, my internet for, you know, half a day yeah. with a satellite. And are you going to see that kind of downtime? But isn't there's, there's still something from well he earth, right? Yeah. I mean, they even said, he said that I guess they sent them, they sent them both the beta and the first commercial terminals. And he said the uh, commercial he said the terminals were of great quality, the commercial ones being a, just a bit more slicker, um, more of a finished product. And he said the base of the terminal was originally a sound or a solid round weight, but the commercial version is a tripod, which means it can be set up on a more of an uneven ground, allowing for more flexible uh, experience. And he said that the uh, terminal required a clear north-facing shot. Some places he set them up were slightly obscured, but it still worked like a charm with great speeds. And then Musk's, Musk said that there's no service fees yet. Uh, I mean, I guess eventually they're going to start charging for this, right? I mean, they got to make money off yeah. of it. Um, and there was no no fee structure quoted. So, well, I think there, that was just in regards to allowing Washington State yeah, and, to use the and, tech. and because it's more of a beta too, right? Yeah. And then it's you know it goes into the uh, the details about. Um, um, there's a lot of interest. The only problem is that we are still kind of limited on where we can deploy it outside of Pacific Northwest just because of the number of satellites that are currently up there. Um, SpaceX plans to continue the, to expand it as it launches more satellites with the company in July saying it's building 120 satellites per month. Um, I think they're, I don't know that, I think their goal is to launch that many, but they may be a little bit behind that schedule. Well, um, also they have to deal with the FCC letting them to yeah. deploy so many at a time. Yep. So, but if if being in the government that they're seeing that it's helping them, I mean, because you know the military's already on that, yeah. Especially with Washington State, but there's probably stuff that we don't ever going to see or it's classified or whatnot. Um, when it says the goal is to offer commercial service in the northern U.S., 
in southern Canada by the end of this year. Hmm. So that means a paid yeah, service, which, you know. Yeah, I mean, if they're, I mean, because I, I, I just, I want to get into the beta. I really hope I get that email. Well, even if you don't get into the beta, I think we will be closer on that list than, you know, somebody farther down south. Right. It'd be cool. Yeah, one of us. I think we all signed up, so you know, we'll see if one of us gets in there. <laughs> um, the last topic we had up was um, it was several different articles, but it's all the same topic. Um, so it's around the uh, Nvidia acquisition of ARM. So ARM is a uh, is a company that makes um, processors. So, but it's not an x86 based processor. It's um, uh, it's I, the, the R stands for risk, which is capital R-I-S-K, um, which I, I didn't put the definition here. I probably should have. Isn't that a game? Oh, yeah, it is. Um, but um, the ARM processor architecture, it's an architecture. No one really owns it, I guess. But um, ARM, uh, so capital A, lowercase rm, was a company that made ARM-based pro processors. They have for a long time. They've been in a lot of mobile devices, things like that. NVIDIA just announced their intent to acquire them for $40 billion. Um, and this, these articles, so I just kind of wanted to preface it with that acquisition. Um, and it says that, you know, NVIDIA's goal was creating the world's premier community company for the age of AI. So everything that NVIDIA is doing with their GPUs or graphical processing units and all of, you know, their CUDA core technology, things like that that they're putting in there. It helps with uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning. They've got these huge rendering farms that they've built and that other companies and, and data centers have built around the world to do these kinds of parallel processing, things like that. Something that a traditional like x86 Intel or AMD processor isn't really good at. You need a, you need a highly parallel system to, to be really, really good at it. And that's something that ARM and the NVIDIA GPUs are good at. So with them acquiring them, um, they're going to build a, a brand new R&D center in Cambridge, in Cambridge, UK, and combine these technologies. And it will be the most, it'll be the largest supercomputer, the most powerful supercomputer in the world once it's finished. So that's, that's what they're, they're focusing on um, right now. And, and then there, some of this other news that was in here. So this just goes into a little bit about the, uh, the acquisition talking about SoftBank and NVIDIA, you know, what the acquisition is about. So I'm not going to bore everybody with all those details. We'll put the link in the show notes. But basically just, you know, this kind of came out of the left field. Like nobody was expecting NVIDIA to buy ARM, and, and, and especially at, at, at that price. Yeah, I had no a, idea they were that big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and one of the things that I wanted to note out of this was that NVIDIA will issue – a 1.5 billion equity to ARM employees. So everybody that works for ARM that's coming on, they will get equity stock in the new company, combined that's crazy. company or whatever. But that's, I mean, and and I think it was, it's in one of these articles. And um, I don't remember exactly which one. We'll have to go through them. But they said in the next few years, NVIDIA will be as big as Apple or any of these other tech companies. What? Jesus. Because oh, of the bold claim. because the they're they're basically locking in, they're able the the ability to be able to compute 
on a large scale for artificial intelligence and machine learning. So I wonder if they'll bring in any like uh, the augmented reality overlays into. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, You're all right, buddy. Are you awake now? Uh, so if they'd bring in like the augmented reality and the, the Apple Maps and stuff like that, yeah, Google Maps, be. and and I mean, the, the possibilities are pretty much endless if they're building yeah. that much into AI. Yeah, so that first one was just a press release from uh, from NVIDIA. And then this next piece, um, so this is kind of like a three-parter, but this was from Tech Radar, And it says how ARM wants to obliterate Intel and AMD. So their next processor is going to be 192 <laughs> cores. What's the and biggest one now? So just for comparison, so right now I think in – it depends on if you look like the consumer market on it on uh, Intel. I think is like eight or twelve. Um, on the on the enterprise like side, I think it's a. Uh, it might be twenty four or maybe even thirty for like the what? Xeon chips. And they want to do one hundred and ninety two. And now that's that's a uh, physical cores. And then you got hyper threading, which can right. basically double it, which that's not yeah. technically a. You know, it's not a physical core, and I think this is one hundred and ninety two physical processing cores Jesus, and then and then amd i think they're up to 32 physical so 64 hyper threaded so this is no th this completely mm. destroys both of them and the and the important thing to think about like what why do why do cores matter well as applications are rewritten or new applications are written they are taking they are meant to be more parallel so Historically, the faster a processor could run, the higher the clock speed, the megahertz, the gigahertz, the faster it could process something. If an application only was written to take advantage of um, a single threaded, you know, one core as fast as it could go, which some things have been that, but m most things have been adapted or they're rewritten or most newer things, they're you know, like microservices based, um, they're meant to take part of a more distributed system and spread the load across more cores. So, cause it can run in parallel. So the core count or the core count is more important than the, the how fast a single core is, because if I can do 192 things at once, semi fast versus 32 things really fast, or, you know, it's, it, this is, it makes more sense. And, and mm. if my application is written to take advantage of more cores or it can scale to more cores, you're going to get better performance and not only better performance, but these are lower power per core. So they take lower what, and there you can, I mean, if you have a 192 core CPU and you can pack more of those in a smaller space, now your computing density scales immensely higher. So quick question. Wow. If you have 192 cores, how much Bitcoin could you <laughs> could, could you, you could you mine at that kind of processor speed? Right. <laughs> and this 192 core is their new processor that they're working on. So right now their current one, the N1 is the Neoverse N1 is 128 cores and 128 threads. Um, the N2, which is the one that's going to be the new one, will be 192. Um, it's a five nanometer, which right now the Xeon, or I'm sorry, the AMD uh, Ryzen is a seven nanometer and they're working on a five nanometer or maybe even a four Jesus. nanometer. Intel is still stuck at 10 nanometer. 
Um, so the smaller the nanometer, the smaller the, the core, it, that means everything's closer together. It's more tightly packed. You have more you have more electrical um, uh, crosstalk. You know, you get more noise. So it's it just makes it more difficult. The lower and lower they go on the die size, mm. and then of course you get increased power. So that this 192 core is a 350 watt uh, TDP, um, which rivals the potential and even surpasses the Epic and the Xeon, which is AMD's server processors, the Epic, and then Intel's is a Xeon. So um, it says the V1, meanwhile, is likely to have a lower core count, but will offer better performance per thread as compared to performance per socket. So right now, like most most servers that I see out in the field are two sockets, two physical sockets, so two CPUs. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I think they're up to around, I think the highest one's maybe like 32 physical cores, wow. 64 hyper-threaded cores. So this, this will be 192 physical cores. And ARM doesn't really do threaded like a hyper-threaded because um, they it's it's more of it's, it's just, the architecture is just different than an x86 architecture. Um, so I wonder but, what it's going to do to the uh, consumer. And yeah. you know, I mean, you got what one, two, three, four, five, six fans in that right now. I mean, is all this stuff right. going to have to be uh, water cooled with? You know, but you also got to think the arm, the arm. Uh, so the megahertz or gigahertz per core or per processor is going to be way less than like an true, like a, yeah. Um, or at least you know less than what we're seeing now. Um, and Amazon even has their own ARM-based chip, which is called the Graviton Two, and it's sixty-four cores. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the whole thing is like the thermal design, how much you can pack into a single. Um, node if you will which could be like you know consider a node like a server or whatnot but nvidia node like nvidia sees where this is going right when you think of a data center and you think of the cloud everything runs in the cloud or you know whatever you want to call it um it's going to be more about cores than it is about megahertz gigahertz because we need a highly parallel distributed computing system and that's what you know bitcoin is is it can be broken up into little pieces uh, folding at home, you break it up into little pieces. So if you can distribute it across many cores, you can compute much faster than having, you know, a mm -hmm. really really fast. Right. Well, core. what was that? What was that program you get to in, in, in probably fifteen or twenty years ago that you could, if your computer was idle, yeah, it folding would, at home, it's still, it, yeah. it's still okay. Yeah, we um the company I work for, there's a big group of us that can. I don't. I only have it running on my work laptop every now and then, but you can, you can contribute to a group if you want to join folding at home. Um, and there's been a big drive here in the last six months because they've been doing new pro, pro it's protein folding, but there's been a big focus for COVID. So they're trying to study and, and uh, help understand how um, the proteins and stuff react with COVID. And so wow. a lot of that has been, so there's been a lot of uh, people that have been, dedicating all of like they've switched everything from the general protein folding uh, over to, to more of a COVID base. So you think about, you know, you can run this, the, the folding at home client on any PC laptop. I don't know if it'll, I don't think it really runs on mobile. Um, but yeah, if it's not doing anything, you can set it to, okay, you want it to use low resources, medium, high resources, whatever, but basically it'll download these work units. It'll process them. It'll re-upload them. Um, 
because and then it's distributed. It's like it's they can get way more processing done, right? Than they could even on the the most powerful supercomputer. Um, but it's, so in, Nvidia, you know, definitely knows something, and you know this gets into the like the you know the super technical like architecture part of it, of of what this new chip's going to yeah. be like. But I mean the the moral or the point of the story is like, um, we will probably see like I mean you already see ARM in phones, and, right? And Mac, the new MacBooks, yeah, are going to be ARM based. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's a custom chip that Apple is developing, but it's ARM based. It's not an x86 architecture based. So I think we're going to see more and more ARM, and I think the new um, the new uh, Microsoft uh, Surface is also going to be oh, an ARM ARM based. Because they're lower power consumption, um, the batteries, so the batteries will be able to last longer. Maybe that's where Xomi's getting her stuff. They're doing an arm in that <sighs> it could in be. that little tiny. They're getting 14 days of use out of it. Yeah, so you're going to see more and more news around arm. I think it'll 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 probably more be more prevalent in consumer based stuff outside of phones and things like that. When will we see it in like desktops and and we're already going to see it in laptops in the new MacBooks that they were just announced and they're actually supposed to be coming out any day now. So I'm interested in seeing what kind of performance those have. The the problem is ARM architecture and x86 architecture. When you write an application, they have to know how to run on those. If you run it in some kind of simulated mode, it's not going to perform the same as it was if it was natively written for that processor architecture. So all of these apps that run on Mac and Macs today, and even the Mac operating system itself and the Microsoft operating system for Windows, that has to be rewritten to run on an ARM-based architecture instead of an x86 architecture, or it's not going to be very good. Oh, wow. And then that means all of the applications have to be rewritten or refactored mm-hmm. to run on that same architecture, or they're not going to be as good as they were on the old architecture. So it, 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 it'll probably take some time. Yeah. Um, and it, it's similar. So think of it this way. It's similar to like when we went from 32 bit to 64 bit, you know, when stuff was rewritten to go from 32 to 64 bit, the OS is in the applications. You've seen that huge performance increase mm-hmm. going from X86 to arm will be that next. Oh, wow. Leap, I think is what we're going to see. So over the next three, four, five years, um, you'll see a lot of things being rewritten and maybe being moved to the, to an arm architecture. So we hopefully should see a big, huge uh, performance increase. Um, based off of that. Wow. Cool. And NVIDIA obviously understood this at some, in some way, shape, or form, um, or they wouldn't have spent $40 billion yeah. to buy ARM, which is the prevalent manufacturer of those types of processors. So, yeah. We'll see. Hmm. All right, fellas, that's it for the articles. Any closing thoughts? Exciting times. That it is. That it is. It seems like every every episode it uh, keeps getting closer and closer to that uh, goal that we're seeking that that all knowing uh, everything at your fingertips. Yep, got a lot of stuff at my fingertips. <sighs> I mean, with my new Samsung Galaxy S twenty FE. Did you just get that? <laughs> I did. I like that clear case. So now that I got my new phone pre-ordered, I'm. I'm you know, I just start running mine naked without the case. It's like so much smaller of a phone when oh, you have a case in there. So I couldn't do that. I know as soon as I do it, I'll break it. I, I, well, I need to back. I need to have that backup because they were like they. I they. So I did the the trade in. It was like forty four dollars. I'm not trading in forty four dollars. Keep it as a backup. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a two year old phone, but still, it's like forty four bucks. I mean, I'll keep it. I mean, I still got like the last three phones I've had up in the drawer. You know, thankfully, I've never had to use any of them, but you never know, right? So. 
I mean, I've got the device protection, but even then, it could still know, take uh, a day or two. Kroger keeps popping up all these uh, iPhone or these phone trade-in kiosks. Yeah. Oh, or you can trade yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, I need to like, like see if that, I mean, because I've had people that you know randomly ask, "Hey, anybody got a phone?" That yeah. I mean, I've given phones away to people. I mean, obviously, I mean, I keep them around just in case, but you never know. But or you could have some kind of like a smart home DIY thing where you could use a repurpose a phone for or something like that to do some kind of smart smart home stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's what you're kind of doing with those services, right? Mount them on the wall and use them. Uh, Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll get with you and talk about that special gift part, and maybe we'll do a Cybertruck special episode. Or whatever. If you he any, could talk about Tesla for. Oh yeah. Or if you have any other. The whole time. Yeah. Like get with get with Matt and. Dude, yeah. You yeah. wanna wanna we'll, show we'll us some special, uh, code, <laughs> or something that we can play. We can't with, we uh, can't do anything that'll get him in trouble. Though. <laughs> yeah. But uh, any closing thoughts, fellas? Nope. Right. Another if, another fun episode. If not, um, we will see you again on the twenty third in two weeks. Yes. And. and uh, and then we uh, may or may not have a show um, on the 6th because we may be doing a long weekend getaway. We might be able to do something remotely. We could probably still, do like uh, a remote around the campfires. Because we, we can use StreamYard and all right. of you on our phones or something. So we'll see. We may or not have one on the 6th, but we, we will have one on the 23rd, which is two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, Maybe a Halloween themed on the 23rd. Yeah. We can all wear Make some. I've got some. Uh, I've got some. We get get some Halloween beers and stuff like that, too. So. Thanks for hanging out. We really appreciate it. Visit Don't you DWB. Dare say pumpkin spice beers. I'll uh-huh. just <laughs> please uh, follow us on social medias. Uh, visit dwbshow.com for all of our our links to all of our social media sites. We greatly appreciate it, and uh, we are uh, very um, um, thankful for the support. And so, anybody that shared any of our content, um, we we, uh, we are really grateful. And, yes, thank you. Um, thank you. And thank until you, then, you. we will see you on the 23rd. Bye, everybody. See ya.